Hey everyone, I hope you're all doing well and thank you so much for tuning into this broadcast uh, this afternoon. A little while ago, I felt the Lord speak to me and say, hey, just do a few uh, broadcasts during the day on a Tuesday afternoon to build people's faith. And so that's exactly what I'm doing. And if you're watching, thank you so much for joining this broadcast. And I'm going to ask you to do me a couple of favors if you are watching, whether it be, you know, you're watching live or whether you're watching on the replay Every little bit helps. And the favor that I want to ask for you to do is if you can go ahead and share this broadcast because really that helps us. And at the same time, other people could be blessed by God's word. And the, and then one more thing that I want to ask for you to do is, uh, and one of the things that really helps us out is if you could like, comment, and subscribe to our channels on both YouTube or Facebook, especially if you can like and if you can comment. Because uh, social media, if you don't know about this, it's all about the algorithms. And you doing these things literally helps me out tremendously uh, to reach more people. What I believe the Lord has deposited into my spirit, I believe it's going to be a blessing. I believe it's going to be a blessing to you that are watching right now. And I believe that it will be a blessing to those that will watch this replay on both Facebook and on YouTube. So if you can do do me those favors, go ahead and uh, comment, like, subscribe, especially to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, the more people we have subscribed, the greater reach we have and the more things that we will be able to do. And so Lord willingly, he's expanding our media ministry and literally, right now, we're reaching people all over the world. And I get people inboxing us and emailing us uh, about the broadcast, our Faith Builders. Uh, just in case you don't know, we do a Faith Builders uh, little broadcast on a Tuesday night, uh, about a five-minute, I like to call it a faith-filled word, something that'll just charge you up. And so every Tuesday night at 9.30, I believe, we have those uh, broadcasted. And if you can uh, catch a hold of those, I believe it'll be an encourage to you. And then at the same time, we also have it uh, on podcasts. We have it on iTunes, Spotify, uh, whatever it is that they uh, they have for Google, Google Podcasts. And, uh, and then we have Anchor. And so we have different uh, you know podcast platforms that you could uh, sign up, subscribe. And they're all free. The, the amazing thing about the technology that we have right now is you can have access to all of this for free. And, uh, and so go ahead, take advantage of it, and build your faith. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so enough with that. Go ahead and subscribe. You know what to do. And uh, now today, listen, I wanted to talk to you on a subject that I love dearly, uh, and I wanted to talk to you on the, on the healing power of God. If I could say one thing uh, about the healing power of God and miracles is that it never gets old seeing and hearing about miracles. I love to hear testimonies of how people received their answer to prayer. And as a matter of fact, I just heard one yesterday uh, or a couple of days ago when I was at my home church. I ran into a young lady from a church in New Hampshire where I was speaking uh, at about eight months ago. And, you know, what a small world. She was visiting my home church up in Charleston, Maine. And, uh, and we ran into each other. And uh, it was actually her mom that first ran into me. And she said, Nate, you were at my church. I don't know if you remember us, but you were at our church eight months ago. And uh, you prayed for my daughter and for my son-in-law. And they were believing uh, for a baby. 
And so she went on to say that they were believing for a baby for three years, many miscarriages, many disappointments within those three years. And uh, they she just couldn't conceive. And so I remember being at the church after they were telling me the story. I, I remember praying for her. And I remember calling her and her husband up. And uh, we prayed that the Lord would uh, bless her womb and that we he would fill her womb with life. And, you know, I just I just simply believe, you know, the Bible says this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we will have the petitions that we have asked uh, the Father for. So I really just believe when I pray, I believe that whatever I'm praying for, you know, God's going to answer it. And so I asked her, I said, what are you believing for, baby boy or baby girl? And they were believing for a baby boy. And so anyway, when I ran into them Sunday at church, they gave me a testimony. They said, you know, eight months ago you were there. You prayed for us. You believed with us for a baby boy. And she said, eight months later, she says, I am six months pregnant. And we just found out that we are being blessed with a with a baby boy. So in uh, I think it's in the month of May of 2023, this year, just a few, more, few months from now, uh, they will welcome their uh, little miracle and their little blessing uh, that they were believing for. And so I'm excited. It never gets old. Uh, to hear about miracles and to see what God's doing in the lives of other people. And especially when a miracle or a blessing happens to you, you know, you get really excited about that. But I love miracles. I love healings because, you know, that's just proof that God's still working on behalf of his people. And today, listen, I wanted to let you know that what God did for that young lady in New Hampshire uh, eight months ago, God can do for you. Now, you may not have the same need. But if God can take care of her need, then God can take care of your need. If God can take care of one need, then God can take care of all needs. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what does the Bible have to say about the subject of healing. Now, the simple answer to that question is the Bible has much to say about healing that many have not tapped into. But I will say that over the years, to give man some credit, I will say, well, really not man doesn't get the credit. God gets the credit for everything. But over the years, man has had a greater revelation when it comes to the subject of biblical healing. But there are still many with misconceptions regarding the subject of healing, and they've allowed a wrong mindset to dominate their thinking on that subject. So today, what I want to do is I want to do something that a lot of people fail to do when it comes to to biblical healing, the subject of biblical healing. Today, we're going to look to the Word of God and see what God's Word has to say on the subject. You see, many people, they like to give their own unbiblical opinions on the subject when the truth is man's opinions are not the final authority. Listen, uh, I'm going to try very, very hard to stay away from my opinions because my opinions is not the final authority. Your opinion is not the final authority. What your parents grew up telling you on God's word, if it was their opinion, is not the final authority. The preacher's uh, opinion is not the final authority. The final authority when it comes to biblical matters is God's word. God's word, this book right here, will always be the final authority. So today... I'm going to try my hardest to stay in the Word of God, and we are going to see what the Bible has to say on the subject of divine healing. Now, I believe people get into a lot of trouble when they teach their own opinions because a lot of what they teach, especially if they're teaching their opinions, is based on their own personal experiences or off other people's life stories. 
But I heard somebody once say that when it comes to the matters of the Bible, we need to start in the Word, stay in the Word, and we need to finish in the Word. And that's exactly what we are going to do when it comes to the subject of divine healing on this broadcast. We are going to stay in the Word of God. Because if I say something that you disagree or don't like uh, on this broadcast, and it's found in the Word of God, then your problem is not with me. Your problem is with God. So instead of taking it up with me and inboxing uh, our ministry or emailing our ministry, you know, I've I've, I've uh, actually uh, saved myself from having to deal with that because what I'm going to tell you today, nothing to do with my opinion, everything to do with God. So if there's an issue with what I say, don't take it up with me, take it up with God. You know, too many people... They're living uh, in sickness. They're living with disease. Honestly, because they don't know what the Bible says. And they're not keeping their faith in the Word of God. Now, people may think that they know what the Bible says. But there's a lot of people out there they don't know what the Bible says. They're just a carbon copy or they're just a voice of somebody else. Because if people knew what the Bible said, you know, I believe that they would begin to speak differently. Instead of speaking sickness, the uh, defeat... You know, instead of speaking poverty, lack, and defeat, they would begin to speak differently. They would begin to speak words of victory. And I'll be honest with you, at one point in my life, I was at that position. Uh, you know, I used to think I knew what the Bible said when it came to the subject of divine healing. But if I could be honest with myself, especially being in the ministry like over 20 years later, if I could be honest with myself, I really did not know what the Bible had to say. Uh, on divine healing. Everything I knew growing, uh, growing up uh, when it had to do with divine healing, I heard it being taught when I was in church. And, you know, not to say that everything that I learned growing up was wrong, but I've learned over the years that not everything I was taught when it came to the subject of divine healing when I was younger was biblical. I, I notice now that a lot of opinions were being preached. And so I, I made up my mind. I'm not going to be a preacher that preaches opinions. I'm going to preach the word of God. And so, yes, growing up, I had a skewed perception uh, uh, of divine healing because of what I was, uh, of the unbiblical teaching I was taught. And at the same time, because of personal experience. And because of what I may have been told by those that didn't believe, you know, I grew up with this uh, with this skewed uh, a belief system when it came to the Word of God. But something happened as I got older, I began to read the Word of God, and little by little, revelation on the subject of healing started coming uh, into my life. And today, that revelation, I believe, can be yours, and you can begin to live a different life. We well, said, well, what do you mean, Nate? Nate, what do you mean I can begin to live a different life? Well, instead of being bombarded by sickness and disease, I believe that once you get the revelation of God's word, when it comes to the subject of divine healing, the devil no longer will have access into your life. He will try to attack your life, because, but because you have the revelation on the healing power of God, even though the enemy may try to attack your life, listen, you no longer have to live a life of sickness. You no longer have to live a life of disease. And you no longer have to carry it around in your body any longer. But I believe that once you get the revelation of God's word, when it comes to the subject of healing, you can be set free by the power of God today. How? By gaining revelation knowledge. You see, in God's word is the answers to all of life's problems 
including healing. But because many have not looked to the Bible, they have a lack of knowledge or revelation when it comes to the subject of divine healing. So today, let's look to the Bible and see what it has to say on the subject. Now, before I go any further, let me just warn you that there is so much to the subject of biblical healing that there is no way that we could ever cover it all in just one broadcast. And my intention today is not to be long with you. It's not to be hours on this broadcast with you because I understand you've got things to do. And so in these broadcasts, what I feel that the Lord has spoken for me to do is I will give you one simple truth regarding healing as taught in the Bible. And then we will focus on that one thing on the broadcast. Now, if there is one thing that I have come to realize over the years is that what I may think is simple for me may not be simple for everyone else. You know, I've read a lot of the Bible. I've been, I listen to a lot of preaching. And I also understand that what I have been taught, you may have not been taught these same things. So instead of just assuming that you that are watching know more than I think uh, you may know, I'm just going to be very simple in my approach so that you can have a clear understanding uh, of what God's word has to say. And then you can begin to apply that to your life, apply what you have learned into your life. And then honestly, you'll just have this one thing throughout the week that you can begin to meditate on when it comes to the subject of divine healing. Now, I may not answer some of the questions that you may currently have on the subject of divine healing. So if you could do me a big favor, if there is a question that you would like answered or you would like more clarification on, let me encourage you, go ahead and leave a question in the comments below. If you don't want to leave a question in the comments below, go ahead uh, and inbox us if that uh, if that method is available on our social media platforms. Or if not, you can, uh, you can email us your questions at office at householdoffaith.mobi. Uh, office at householdoffaith.mobi, uh, M-O-B-I. So again, that's office at householdoffaith.mobi, M-O-B-I. And you can email us your questions. So if you need clarification on something or you just need something answered, go ahead and do that. And at some point, listen, I'll address your question on your future broadcast if it doesn't get answered today. Now, let me just start off by saying this. Because there's so much to talk about when it comes to healing, The hardest thing for me usually is where do I begin? And honestly, I can't think of a better place than to begin than at Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And if you have your Bibles, if you want to take notes, go ahead. Crack open your Bible, grab a notebook, grab a pen or a pencil and jot these notes down so you can go back and uh, re-read everything that we talked about on this broadcast. Now, I believe to understand the subject of divine healing, We need to understand, number one, the character of God and who God is. Now, like I said, I'm going to use myself as an example for a lot of things uh, because I know me the best. And so instead of using somebody else and throwing them under the bus and, you know, trying to talk bad about somebody else, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in talking bad about people. I believe in building people up. So I'm going to use myself for a lot of these examples. There was a time in my life where I had this warped view about God, thinking that sickness and disease was part of his will, and that's ju- that's just how he chose to deal the cards of life to some people. I always lived with this fear, and now that I'm 41 years old, you know, I understand that fear does not come from God. Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. 
But growing up, I always lived with this fear that maybe, just maybe, that when the cards of life were dealt to me, that sickness and disease would be my story or sickness and disease would come upon somebody in my family that I loved very much. And to be honest with you, that's a terrible way to live. But that's not living a victorious lifestyle. Instead of living a victorious lifestyle, that mindset will keep you bound in living a worried life. But the truth is, Jesus never meant for us to be bound in our minds, and he never meant for us to live a worried life. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he came to, he came to give us a worry-free life. John 10.10 10 says, The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have life more abundantly. And part of living that abundant life is being able to live a worry-free life. And I believe you can live a worry-free life when you place your hope and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So in Exodus chapter 15, 26, that's where I want to start off at. The Bible shows us exactly who God is. Uh, in the in Exodus 15, 26 says that he is the Lord, our healer. He's the Lord who heals us. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals us. The Bible describes him as our great physician. You see, the Bible doesn't say that he's the Lord that lays sickness and disease and burdens upon his people. But the Bible says he's our burden lifter. He's our great healer. See, the book of Exodus under the Old Covenant plainly states to us that God is a healer. Hebrews tells us in the New Covenant, which the Bible says is a much better covenant with better promises that come with salvation. In the Old Testament, we see that he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals us. But in the New Testament, which we're under right now, we're under a better covenant with better promises. We're under a covenant that's not under the blood of bulls and goats, but we are under the blood covenant of the Son of God in His name is Jesus. And the Bible says that under this new covenant, we have better promises. And so if God was a healer in the Old Testament under the blood covenant of bulls and goats, how much more of a healer will he be to those who are under the new covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ and to those who have received the 39 stripes that were taken upon the back of Jesus Christ for our healing. You see, in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, his covenant name was Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha. And it was revealed to the people of God that Jehovah Rapha meant he was the Lord who heals. It doesn't mean that uh, Jehovah Rapha doesn't mean that he's the Lord who makes sick, but it means he's the Lord who heals. You see, under the old covenant, he was known as the Lord who heals. And when we step into this new covenant, the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says that Jesus displays the very nature in the character of God. See, the New Living Translation says it like this, that he radiates God's own glory and he expresses the very character of God. And so when we look at the life of Jesus in the Gospels, we also see not only did he radiate the, uh, the, uh, the, the character or he expressed the very nature and character of God, when we look at the Gospels, we see that everywhere Jesus went, he was healing the sick. You see, when Jesus was healing the sick in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Hebrews tells us he was radiating God's glory and expressing God's character. We also notice that everyone who asked Jesus for healing, 
He never turned them away. Why? Because he was expressing who the Father was by healing them. In the Gospels, we also notice that Jesus instructed his disciples to do three things. The three things that Jesus instructed his disciples to do was to preach, to teach, and then to heal. And can I just pause here and say that healing is one of the ways of how we will point the crowds to Jesus. Teaching, healing, and preaching was the pattern that Jesus operated in and left behind for his people to follow. So when we follow the pattern of Jesus, which is to teach, to preach, and to heal, according to Paul, we have fully preached the gospel. In Romans chapter 15, according to Paul, preaching, teaching, and healing, we have demonstrated and fully preached the gospel because when you preach the gospel, it should always be followed with demonstration. Now, the Bible says that Jesus accompanied the word that the disciples spoke. He accompanied with signs and wonders. So you see, Jesus demonstrated through his very life that he lived here on the earth that God was healed. How did he demonstrate that? Everywhere he went, he was healing the sick. When people asked him for healing, he administered healing to them. So if we are going to understand the subject of healing, biblical healing, then we first must understand that God is a healing God and that his desire for you is to see you made whole in every area of life, including your physical well-being. If it were not God's will to heal you, then listen, there would be examples in the Bible where Jesus would turn people away when it came to healing. As a matter of fact, the only time we see where Jesus didn't heal anybody, the Bible says Jesus was limited in what he can do. Why? Because of the unbelief of the people. But we never see Jesus responding to people and saying, nope, it is not my will to heal you. Uh, so we never see that. So if it were God's will for you not to be healed, we would see examples of that. And we don't see that. But what we do see in the scriptures is where Jesus says that healing is the children's bed, bread. What we do see is that everywhere Jesus went, he healed the people. In Matthew's gospel, chapter 4, verse 23, just one of many examples that I'm going to show you right now. The Bible says that Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and denouncing the good news about the kingdom. Now, listen to this last line. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 says very similar. Jesus traveled throughout all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and denouncing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Luke chapter 6, verse 19, it says, everyone tried to touch. Touch who? Touch Jesus. Why? Because healing power went out from him and he healed not just some people, but the Bible says he healed everyone. And then just a few chapters later in Luke chapter 9, Jesus sends his disciples out to do what he is doing. And I want to take some time to read that out of Luke's gospel, chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Let me read to you what the Bible says out of the New Living Translation. It says, one day Jesus called his disciples, his 12 disciples, and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Now, it's very interesting to the uses of words that Luke uh, uses here. He didn't say that Jesus cast out some demons and he healed some sick, 
but it it says that he uh that he healed all that were sick and cast out demons cast out all demons for those that were bound uh with devils verse 2 it says then he sent them out referring talking about the disciples Jesus sent the disciples out every single one of them uh to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick now, I find it interesting, every time in the scriptures that Jesus sends his disciples out to preach the coming of the kingdom, he also gave them this other command. He says, listen, as you're telling people about the kingdom of God that's coming, I also want you, and don't forget, to heal the sick. And then in verse 3, it says, take nothing for your journey, he instructed them. Don't take a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, money, or even a change of clothes. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if a town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust off from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. Now, I love verse 6. It says, so they began their circuit of the villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. So we see every, every time Jesus instructed his people to preach the coming of the kingdom, He also reminded them, heal the sick. Now, let me just say this. Our only prerequisite to walking in healing is very simple. It's to believe God. It's that simple. There isn't a seven-step process. The Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. In Mark's gospel, chapter 11, verse 22, verse 24, In regards to our only prerequisite is to believe. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples. In Mark 11, 22, he said, have faith in God. And then in verse 23, he goes on to say, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But listen to what he says. You must really believe that it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you the truth. Jesus said, now Jesus doesn't lie. He's telling, I tell you the truth. You can pray for anything. Now, anything includes everything. Jesus says, you can pray for anything. Listen, for those of you that are praying and believing in Jesus, you can pray for anything. And if you can believe that you've received it, you know what Jesus says? He says, it will be yours. Now, let me say that again, because I want you to understand, this is not Nathan Pimentel telling you this. This is Jesus. Mark's gospel, chapter 11, verse 24, he says, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. Praise God. Listen, there are many examples in the Bible of where people were healed because of their faith. Bartimaeus is one of those people. The Bible says he was surrounded by a group of people. All of a sudden, the commotion started happening. He raised uh, he raised this voice and asked the question, what's going on? And the people started saying, Jesus of Nazareth is walking our way. And so Bartimaeus understood. He's, he, he, like, 
He took advantage of the opportunity. He says, this is my time to receive from me. I've heard about Jesus. I've heard about how he's healed other people. And if he can do it for them, then he can do it for me. And the Bible says that Bartimaeus began to scream, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And all the people that were around him, they began to tell him to quiet down. He said, you're embarrassing us. The master is walking through. The last thing we need is for you to start making a scene. But Bartimaeus knew that this was his chance to receive from the Lord. And he only began to shout even louder. And he said, Jesus, son of David, have have mercy on me. And then he caught the attention of Jesus and Jesus immediately went to him and he said, listen, what do you want me to do? And uh, Bartimaeus says, Lord, I want to receive my sight. And in Mark's gospel, chapter 10, verse 52, after Bartimaeus makes his request plainly to Jesus, Jesus looks at him and he says, go, your faith has made you well. And immediately the Bible says he regained his sight and he began following Jesus on the road. We also read of another situation of a Gentile woman who had a daughter who was possessed and tormented by devils. And I want to read that to you because this is, man, this is amazing. In Matthew's gospel, chapter 15, if you have, let me turn there real quickly. Matthew's gospel, chapter 15, and we're going to begin at verses uh, 21 through 28. I just want you to listen to the story. The faith of a Gentile woman. Listen to what it says. Then Jesus left Galilee, and he went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, having mer- uh, pleading to the Lord, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. And then he goes on to say, she goes on to say, For my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. You see, this young lady, this young girl was being tormented. She wasn't being tormented by the Holy Spirit. She wasn't being tormented by the Father. She was being tormented by devils. That's the job of devils. They try, they come to try to torment the people of God. But praise God. God is greater. God is bigger. God is stronger. And when God's on our side, we can rest assured that God's going to come through for us. And so the Bible says that these demons tormented her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshiped him. Pleading again, Lord, help me. It wasn't a long, uh, drawn-out prayer. Three words, Lord, help me. And what I've learned, I say this all the time, God doesn't listen. God's not looking for those long, drawn-out prayers that have eloquent words and uh, will show people how great of a vocabulary we have. No, God's looking for a heartfelt prayer. And this woman right here, she prayed our heartfelt prayer. It wasn't long. It was only three words long. Lord, help me. Maybe you're watching this today. Let me encourage you. You've tried everything. You've prayed every prayer that you know under the sun. You've had the most spiritual person praying for you in the church. Maybe you call up your best friend because they're, they have a closer relationship to God than you do. And you're just like, if God's going to listen to anybody, then God, you know, I, I always say something, I, you know, uh, re- in regards to a certain minister, I say jokingly around, I said, man, if you really want God to answer to your prayer, then you need to ha- have so-and-so pray for you. But the truth is God can answer your prayer. It's got to be a heartfelt prayer. Like this woman over here, this Gentile woman who had a daughter that was 
was severely being tormented by demons. She didn't have a long drawn out prayer, but she had a simple prayer that came from the heart. And she said, Lord, help me. And if you mean that prayer and it comes from the heart, then guess what? God hears that prayer. So let me encourage you. Maybe you're, you're listening to this right now and you're in the middle of a mess and you need God to bring you out. You need God to step in and intervene in your situation. Just pray one heartfelt prayer. Lord, help me. And God will hear that prayer. And God will step into your situation. And he'll begin to push back every uh, devil that is tormenting your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Just that prayer, a three-word prayer, has more than enough power to get God to step onto your scene and to... Make every devil scatter in Jesus' mighty name. So here she said, she said, Lord, help me. And Jesus' response to her, he says, it isn't right to take food from the children and to throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord. But even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Their woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Notice he didn't say your faith is lacking. He said, your faith. Faith is great. And then immediately Jesus says, your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Your faith is great resulted in your request is granted. God's just looking for somebody to believe. My friend, can I ask you something? Do you believe God? Do you believe he can take care of your situation? Do you believe he can reverse that situation of yours? Do you believe that he can remove every opposition and every obstacle in your life? Because if you can believe, the Bible says all things are possible to them that believe. My desire for you today is that God will look over the balconies of heaven and he will say to you, woman, young man, great is your faith, your request is granted. Hallelujah. Great is your faith. As a matter of fact, I speak that over your life right now. Great is your faith. And when your faith increases and when you allow a great faith to bubble up on the inside of you and to be released out of what you speak, I believe you will hear the words from the master, your request is granted. That's just one of many examples of where, you know, the only prerequisite to receiving from God is to believe. You know, in the book of Mark, we also read about the woman with the issue of blood. She suffered for 12 long years, but then she made a decision that she was going to find Jesus and she was going to get her healing. And when she made contact, for those of you that know the story, when she touched the hem of his garment, like the King James Version likes to say, or other translations, more modern, when she touched his robe, the Bible says that Jesus felt healing virtue. He felt her faith touch his power. And listen, my friend, I heard somebody say this. If you have expectation, she went with an expectation to receive from Jesus. And I heard somebody say this. When your expectation touches God's ability, he'll show you that he's got the power, that his ability will meet the request of your expectation. So when she touched the hem of his garment, you know what happened? The Bible says that Jesus turned around and he said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. It wasn't her grandmother's faith. It wasn't her friend's faith. It wasn't her pastor's faith. But Jesus said, your faith has made you well. 
go in peace and be healed of your affliction. We also see in Matthew chapter 8, we see a Roman centurion exercising great faith. This leader had a sick servant hours away from where he was at. And when this, this leader finds Jesus, he says to Jesus, listen, Jesus, I've got a sick servant at home, but I don't even need you to come to my house. All I need for you to do is to speak the word and my servant will be healed. It's kind of like what Psalm says. He sent his word, Psalms 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. And so the Bible says, this leader said to Jesus, listen, Jesus, I don't need you to come to my house. All I need for you to do is to say the word, speak the word, and my servant will be healed. And the Bible says Jesus was amazed at this kind of faith. And honestly, my friend, my desire is, Lord, let us have a faith that amazes the Lord tonight. Because that's the type of faith that makes things happen. And after this Roman centurion made his request, Jesus responds by saying in Matthew 8, 13, he says, Listen, go back home because you believed it has happened. And the young servant, the Bible says, was healed at that same hour. Praise the Lord. Listen, friends, I hope that this broadcast today, number one, that you can have two, that you can understand two things. Number one, that the scriptures shows us that God is a healer. And number two, if you can believe him, then you can receive what he has for you today. You don't have to wait two years from now, five years from now. And I know a lot of people, I believe in the timing of God, but I also believe that you can receive right now what the Bible says that Jesus took the full penalty for upon his body. And you know what? Jesus took the penalty for uh, for sin and he took the penalty of sickness and disease upon his body. Like Jesus didn't take the penalty for sin so that you can be saved Five years from now, Jesus took the penalty for sin so that the moment you believe the gospel and receive the word of God, you can be saved instantly at that moment. It's the same way with healing. Jesus didn't receive 39 stripes upon his back so that you can endure sickness and disease for five years or 10 years before you receive healing. No, he endured the punishment on his back so that you can receive healing right now. And listen, my friend, if you're watching today and you're believing for healing, I want you to do me a favor. Let me know in the comments below, email the offices, or you can even call our offices and leave a message. Why? Because I want to pray for you, and I want to see you walk in the fullness of everything that God has for you. Listen, let me pray for those of you that are watching right now, whether live or whether on the replay, for those of you that are uh, dealing with sickness and disease, maybe infirmity in your body, pain in your body. I believe that I can pray right here from the state of Maine and wherever you may be in the world right now, the power of God can touch you. Just like it happened to that uh, Roman centurion's servant. He was hours away from his Romans, uh, from his servant, but yet he said, Jesus, just say the word, and I know that my servant will be healed. I believe that we can speak the word of healing right here, and wherever you may be in the world right now, the power of God can touch you. And listen, I want you to write in your testimonies and let us know if God did something for you along with your prayer requests. Because I'm not that type of person that just prays and expect to pray for the same thing for 20 years. No, when we pray, I'm believing that God's going to meet your need and God's going to answer your prayer. I believe you're going to hear today, your request is granted 
from the master in Jesus name. So father, for every individual that is watching right now, every individual that that may be listening through a podcast, Lord, through their radio, in their car, on their phone, or they may be watching it, God, however they are listening to this right now. Father, I speak healing over their lives. Father, we curse every sickness, we curse every disease, we curse every infirmity that is trying to attack their body and father, we lose the blood of Jesus Christ over their lives right now and we declare healing in Jesus name. Every pain goes, every form of cancer goes, every arthritis goes, diabetes goes in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we call these things done. And we call it done right now in Jesus' mighty name. So receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Let the power of God go through this lens. And Father, touch that individual on the other side of this camera in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for it, and we call it done in Jesus' name. Now listen, my friend, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for joining the broadcast. But go ahead, remember to do this one thing. Please like the broadcast. Share this broadcast with your friends and family. And listen, if you haven't yet subscribed to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, uh, go ahead and do that. And then also follow us on Instagram. Stay connected with us. I want to stay connected to you. Stay connected with me. We'll stay connected and we'll see God move throughout this world. You can keep up with us in our travels all over the world. And uh, we have a lot of great things happening in 2023. And I want you to be a part of that. Listen, my friend, I love you. God bless you. And I'll see you again on the next broadcast that we air. God bless you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on this broadcast. I pray what you just watched and listened to was a blessing to you and that faith came alive on the inside of you. But before we let you go tonight, we always like to give people an opportunity to sow in response to the word they receive. Now, for those of you who partner with this ministry on a monthly basis, I just want to start off by personally thanking you and saying that I'm extremely grateful for your generosity as you partner with us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And for those of you who are watching tonight and have not yet taken that step to partner with us, would you consider partnering with us so together we can impact this world with the life-changing message of the gospel? You see, I believe according to the word, One of the ways that God releases his financial provision is through the generosity of his people. As children of God, I don't believe that we should go to the world for help. But I believe in God's house, amongst God's people, there is more than enough to carry out his work without any hiccups in life. I know what God's called me to do, but I also know I cannot do it on my own. I believe that number one, that the Holy Spirit will guide me in every decision and assignment he has for me, and his work will be completed one way or the other. Number two, I also believe the Holy Spirit will speak to the hearts of men and women like you who are watching tonight, who have a burden for souls and a desire for God to move upon this land in this final hour of time. I have personally set my faith for 100 individuals, businesses, or organizations to partner with us financially so that we can make a great impact for the kingdom of God before it is eternally late for some people. So today, I'm asking you, would you consider partnering with us monthly? Or if you can't do monthly, would you consider sowing a one-time generous seed to help push the gospel to the ends of the earth? You see, your giving today 
will put food on the table every day for children who would have normally gone without food. But because of your generosity, tomorrow morning these children can be well fed. Your giving also helps us with our international crusades where many come to know Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. And thirdly, your giving also helps us reach young women who've been stuck in the human trafficking industry to help them escape that lifestyle and get them cleaned up so that they could find Jesus and purpose for their life. You see, today we can make a decision through our giving that will cause the blessing of God to be with us in every season of life. I personally believe that one of the greatest challenges that people will have to overcome in life is whether or not to put their trust in God or to put their trust in the riches of this world. And honestly, I believe many times people have missed out on what God has for them because they have chosen the latter of the two. But tonight, I wanted to encourage you, my friend. When you apply God's principle to your life, and when you are generous in your giving to further the kingdom of God, God, number one, takes notice of your generosity. And number two, God takes notice of your heart, and he will never allow you to outgive him. You see, in your eyes, you may not think what you can do is big. But whether it be big or small, what matters is your obedience to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So as you ask the Lord tonight what he would have you do, I want to thank you in advance for partnering with our ministry as we impact this world together with the message of the gospel that will transform lives for all eternity in Jesus' mighty name.